Hello and welcome to the seventh episode of the podcast F4. We're calling it that since it's easier to say than food and frightening film fanatics. Michelle, you want to try it? I'll try it again. I'm just not getting it. Food, freaky, no, (laughs) not right. Food, (laughs) fanatics, scary, freaky. Yeah, that's it. Okay, good, good. We'll get there one of these days. Okay. This podcast is about two of our favorite things, food and scary movies. Before we start, a few disclaimers that we go over every week. One, we'll we'll be reviewing one movie each week, and Michelle will come up with a food based on the themes of that movie. Two, we are not experts on anything, and if you've listened to the other six podcasts, you definitely know that already. Three, We're trying to keep these fairly short since, like you, we will become distracted and wander off. And four, I think this goes without saying, but just in case, heavy spoilers ahead. Turn back now if you haven't seen these movies. Having said all that, this week we are actually reviewing a franchise, which is the Conjuring franchise. There are five movies out thus far in this franchise. And did you know, but you didn't know this, Michelle... This franchise has generated $1.5 billion in box office sales with a budget of $103 million. That makes The Conjuring the highest grossing horror franchise of all time. Did you know that? They knew what they were doing. Yeah, they definitely knew what they were doing. Um, This is pretty much James Wan's baby. Two of the movies were directed by him. Two were produced by him, and he's the writer-producer of two more that are currently in development. Um, He's also known for a lot of other very popular franchises, such as the Saw franchise, Insidious, and he also directed Aquaman. And that's just, you know, three of the things that he's done. He's been very, very busy. Um, He has an active mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, And... Get this, so his idea was to create a horror universe similar to what Marvel and DC have done with their universes. So the MCU is Marvel Cinematic Universe. So he wanted to create a series of movies that were tied together thematically. Um, And he did this by tapping into the case files of Ed and Lorraine Warren, who we'll talk about in a minute. So actually, we call it the Conjuring franchise, but I, I prefer to call it the Conjuring Universe. Uh, let's see where to find these movies. The first one is on Netflix. The rest, except for The Nun, are on Amazon. So those cost usually, you know, 2 to $3 each. The Nun, because it was released uh, so recently, is not on Amazon. But you can find it on YouTube for $6. It's worth the watch. Yeah, let me give you the order in which the movies were released. So, And then we'll come back and talk about the plot a little bit later. But number one... The first one, The Conjuring, came out in 2013. Annabelle came out in 2014. The Conjuring 2 came out in 2016. Annabelle Creation came out in 2017. And The Nun came out in 2018. And currently in development are another Annabelle movie that's due out July 2019. A third Conjuring movie that's due out September 2020. And a movie based on the Crooked Man character. There's no date on that one yet as far as I know. So that's the order in which they were um, released. But the timeline, actually, because some, a number of these are prequels, so the timeline 
from the oldest to the youngest is the nun, Annabelle creation, Annabelle, the conjuring, and then the conjuring two. With me so far? Yes. <laughs> the movies, as I said, are based on the case files of real-life paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren. Lorraine is a clairvoyant, and Ed was the only demonologist recognized outside the Catholic Church. Is this real? Yeah. Ed and Lorraine were real people, and they started. They investigated thousands of cases starting in 1952, and that continued through the 80s. Um and there's a hint of this in a few of these movies, but the most famous one is probably the Amityville Horror, which was the uh, Lutz family moved into the house after the DeFeo family was murdered there. We referenced that a while back in one of the podcasts, but they investigated that. Well known. Uh, yep. So they did. There's a little bit about that, like I said, in the movies. The other one that I think is the most famous one is A Haunting in Connecticut, which is a Snedecter family, S-N-E-D-E-K-E-R, and that was a great 2009 movie that had Virginia Madison in it. This family unknowingly rented a old a house that was an old funeral home. Do you know anything about that? No. Oh, you're, it was scary. You're the professional. It was scary. Um, so, you know, and the Amityville Horror 2 has had 27 different variations. But I would definitely recommend A Haunting in Connecticut. Um Let's see. The Annabelle doll is based on a possessed Raggedy Ann doll that is kept under glass in the Warrens Museum. We'll talk about that more in a minute. So I guess, you know, plexiglass keeps out demons. Go figure. Um, Ed passed away in 2006, and Lorraine is now 92 years old. Wow. The characters in the movie, so Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga play... Uh, Ed and Lorraine, and they have great chemistry, and I'm sure you know Patrick has done tons and tons of other movies, including another James Wan series, uh, Insidious. So they've worked together a lot. Vera Farmiga is probably best known for playing Norma Bates in Bates Motel. That was a series on A&E, and I think that series definitely didn't get the... uh, appreciation that deserved because she was excellent in it and it really added a backstory to the psycho movies so let's see um reviews of these movies so rotten tomatoes gave the conjuring 80 and 86 percent the conjuring 280 annabelle 26 percent annabelle creation 70 percent and the nun 26 percent i will tell you the first conjuring movie is on the list of many Best of horror movies. So let's see here. Um, let me just go back and do the plot a little bit and, and tell you how these things are connected together and then we'll do a little bit of trivia about it. Does that sound good? Sounds great. So The Conjuring is based on an investigation by Ed and Lorraine into a haunting in a house in Rhode Island in 1972. So the Perone family which was Roger, Carolyn, and Carolyn was played by Lily Taylor, um, and five of their children, all girls, moved into this old house, and obviously things didn't go well. Um, The mother ended up being possessed by a witch who is named Bathsheba. Uh, She's a witch or demon or something, who knows. Um, And Bathsheba wanted Lily Tyler to kill her children. 
I'm, I'm beginning to think that demons don't like children. Maybe they're too noisy. Anyway, that's what happened. The warrants were called in to help. And then a side note at the beginning of that movie, because I just watched it again, when they move into that house, the dog will not go into the house. So if you've got a dog or a cat and they will not go into wherever you are, you should stay out of there, don't you Be think? Be careful. Warning, warning. That's right. Poor dog. I think her name was Sadie. So that's what happened in The Conjuring. That was the haunting in Rhode Island. Annabelle. So Annabelle, as we said, came out in 2014. This is actually a prequel to The Conjuring. Annabelle's that haunted uh, Raggedy Ann doll. Um, it's really, in my opinion, the weakest of all the entries in this franchise so far. And it's a husband and wife. So Mia is pregnant. Uh, let's see. There's John and Mia form. So Mia's pregnant. And her husband buys her a doll because she really likes dolls and collects dolls. And guess what doll she ends up with? Annabelle. Yes. And that doll is hideous. Why would anyone buy that as a present for anybody? She, he felt bad for her. I mean, even if it wasn't in a horror movie, I, upon looking at that doll, wouldn't you think something's wrong with it? I know some people that have them. Yeah, but they use them for Halloween, don't they, I hope? I hope so, too. <laughs> or they just keep them around all the time. Yeah, if I had that doll in my house, I'd like have to put it out in a shed or something, because I don't think I'd even want that in the house. Anyway, he buys this doll for her, and what happens next door is they hear some ruckus one night next door, and their neighbors, it turns out, are killed by their adopted daughter, who then runs into their house, and then the police come, and she kills herself right before the police get there, and her spirit goes into the doll. Oh. So that's the tie-in between those two. Um, and yada, yada, yada. Like I said, it's pretty boring compared to the other four movies. The demon wreaks havoc on them. Then it ends up in a doll shop where a woman buys it for her daughter, Debbie. And Debbie is a nursing student that we see them discussing the case of the haunted doll at the beginning of the first Conjuring movie. So that's how they're tied together. So there's a demon in the doll. The doll goes to a second-hand thrift shop. Don't buy any dolls at second-hand thrift shops. And then the Warrens investigate the case in the first movie where they took the doll in. The doll started writing them notes that says, Miss Me. All sorts of stuff. The doll's got like a red crayon. He draws all over the place. She's spunky. She is. They throw her in the trash dumpster just for the doll to come back. So that her, doll's bad news. Her and Chucky should get together. They should. They should. That would be a great crossover, actually. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. The Conjuring 2 is based on the Warrens dealing in one of the most famous haunted houses cases, which is called the Enfield Haunting in the UK. In 1977, the, Hodgstone, the Hodgson family, which is a single mother and four children, again, demons don't like children, end, end up in this house, and then all sorts of bad things happen, and then the Warrens are again called in. At some point, it looks like the haunting is a scam that was orchestrated by the oldest daughter, Janet. Um, but it just depends, you know, in all of these cases, it depends on who you ask. Some people say they're true. Some people say they're all scams. Anyway, it turned out that there was an old guy who lived in the house, and he wanted to stay in the house. So, um, but in this movie, a demon called Valak is also involved. We'll talk about Valak more later. Um, because this demon gets around, seriously. 
Next up, Annabelle Creation, another prequel to the other prequel. So, as I said, it was out in 2017 and a prequel to Annabelle. So, this tells how the doll was created. So, it's 1955 and a couple who's played by Anthony uh, LaPaglia and Miranda Otto um, have a daughter and the father is a doll maker and he makes a doll and he names it Annabelle after his daughter, of course. But the daughter is accidentally killed in a traffic accident and then the couple is so lonely that they want to communicate with their daughter so they invite this spirit who they think is their daughter to come into the house always a bad idea people don't do it do not do it get but a pet and, for get, a, get a pet instead yeah so get surprised it turns out that annabelle is not really their daughter so they wall up the doll in the daughter's room in the house and and rip out pages of the Bible and, and like, paper them all over the walls to try to keep the doll in the house. But then do you know what they do next? What? They turn in their house into an orphanage for wayward girls. Oh, no. Because, you know, that's going to work out well. <laughs> so these girls come to their house, um, and the woman that's, uh, like, taking care of the girls is named Sister Charlotte. And Sister Charlotte has not tie-in later with another movie because she was previously at the Carta Monastery. Um, like I said, we'll talk about that more later. But eventually the lead girl, Janice, becomes possessed by the thing that was in uh, the Annabelle doll. And after, a, a, you know, all sorts of hell breaks loose and people are killed and, you know, people run screaming and all that stuff, she um, disappears. She ends up putting herself up for adoption again. Listen to this part. See if you follow it. She ends up putting herself adoption for again, and she's adopted by Peter and Sharon Higgins, who are the people that live next door to John and whatever her name was, Forum. Remember? The demon? Mm -hmm. So the demon went from that house into the girl Janice, from the girl Janice, who then grew up with these people. She came back to kill her adopted parents, then ran next door to them, then ended up in the doll again. She was busy. She was. Okay, let's see. And then after that, we pick up with the action of The Nun. The Nun came out in 2018, but it's the oldest in the series. So in a convent in Romania, lots of strange things start happening. Two people are called in to investigate a priest and Sister Irene. Incidentally, Sister Irene is played by Vera Farmiga's in-real-life sister, who is Taisha Farmiga from American Horror Story. Remember her? Oh, remember her? That. Yeah. So they so they wonder if there's going to be like another tie-in between the two of them later, but we're not sure. Anyway, the culprit there is the demon Valak, and Valak. Um, was trying, Valak was cast back into hell, Valak came back, and then Valak is like the tie-in with all the demons in all of these movies. Um, so Valak definitely gets around. Um, incidentally, oh, let's see, we'll talk about, I guess, where we talk about trivia, but there was a real, well, a real, there's reference to a creature named Valak from like the 1600s. So... Let me see what else we got. Trivia. Almost done? Yep, here it is there, the thing about Valak. So, trivia. Lorraine Warren served as a consultant on The Conjuring and even made a cameo. So, she's sitting in the audience when 
Vera and Patrick are doing a um, doing a presentation about what they do for a living. So she's an older woman that's sitting in the audience. Lily Taylor from the Conjuring Two, from the Conjuring One, is also sitting in the audience at some point. So, and incidentally, Vera and Patrick spent three days with Lorraine before they were filming just to get a, a feel for what she was doing. Wow. Um, here's one for you. The people that actually lived in the Prone's house in Rhode Island that was haunted um, had lived there for 25 years after the Perone family left, and they sued one, Warner's Brothers Studios, and several other producers since everyone kept showing up their, at their house at their movie premiere, and they couldn't get any peace because hundreds of people would show up their house because they thought it was haunted. And they're like, we've lived here for 25 years. Nothing has happened. So I'm that'll, not sure. That'll bring a crowd. Yeah, I'm not sure what the outcome of that was, but they were not happy when the movie came out. Uh, let's see. Though the Valak of the movies is an invention of James Wan, there really was a demonic creature called Valak that is mentioned in the book from the 1600s. The book is called The Lesser Keys of Solomon, and Valak is a cherub-looking child with wings that rides on a two-headed dragon and is associated with snakes and serpents, and it commands 30 legions of demons. That's a lot of demons. Now, the Valak in, in this this series is pretty scary-looking, but I imagine a little tiny cherub-looking creature on a dragon would be even scarier, so I'm surprised they didn't like add some of that to the movie. Um, and then there, there probably won't be an Amityville horror um, entry Super. into this franchise because... All the rights to Amityville are owned by another company. Oh. I'm not sure we need another Amityville horror movie at this point. There's been so many. What do you think? Always room for one more. Yeah. Well, they'd do a good job of it if they did it. Yeah. So, let's see. I find these this series actually scarier than a lot of other, like, zombies and vampire movies because, you know, at least you can see them coming. If a spirit is after you or a demon's after you, what are you going to do? You can't run. Nope. So, and if you go someplace else, they just follow you. Yes, they do. So, in my book, they're a lot worse than zombies ever thought about being. So, wear your garlic or your cucumbers or whatever and stay protected. Get some holy water and some crucifixes. Carry and, the Bible. And if they turn upside down, I would say you should leave immediately. I'd leave anyway. They'll just have to follow you. Or carry a squirt gun or something. <laughs> Yes, holy water in a squirt gun That's is always the best option. There you go. And possibly sleeping with crucifix just in case. <laughs> what do you think? A big one. <laughs> a big giant one yeah. that you'll be crushed by. <laughs> you just lay underneath. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's all I had to say about the conjuring. You got anything? That was great. That was I'm I missed a couple of those, so I, I must catch up. That was great, Jeanette. Thank but you. You know Annabelle. Annabelle. We love Annabelle. I don't love Annabelle. She's very misunderstood. <laughs> so let's see, what, what theme did you come up with? There's a whole lot of, uh, well, I hope you don't have any, like demon soup or anything. N no. Nothing um, with holy water in the recipe. Red hot devil wings, no. Um, so you said that um, part of this was uh, uh, from the 70s. Yep, most so... of their ghost hunting occurred in the 70s, I think. I looked up, uh, we looked up food from the 70s, and quiche um, is very, was very popular in the 70s. And so 
The trick about quiche I've learned, I've made a few, is that when you make quiche, you um, mix it half milk, half heavy cream. And that'll give you a wonderful base for your um, quiche with your eggs, of course. And you can put in anything you want. You can put in broccoli or a spinach and bacon and cheddar cheese or, or Swiss cheese. Whatever you want, you can put in there and um, get your pie filled, your, your, uh, your pie, um, uh, and then put in the, uh, the filling. And you can just put it, get a, a homemade, um, a store-bought pie crust. That's what I was trying to get to. Couldn't find the word, and uh, and it'll be easy. And then just um, whip up your your ingredients and throw it in the oven, and you have a wonderful quiche ready to go for lunch. Or you can cut it up and put it in the freezer and have it for lunch or breakfast or have a party. Invite your friends. Invite Annabelle if you want. Don't invite any demons. I don't like quiche or children. I hear Annabelle likes quiche. Or children that are in quiche. And we'll send you a recipe and have a... a That's from the Food Network, what you were looking at? Is that right? It's, um, I'll probably send a couple recipes out. Um, and uh, you can pick and choose. And uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Stay away from demons. Annabelle. <laughs> and we'll talk to you all next week. Thank you so much. Have fun. Bye.